Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we're back. It's another edition of the Zone Boxing Show podcast. I'm getting comfortable here, bro. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. The Zone Boxing Show podcast. My feet are kicked DBSP. up on a desk. No, no, I don't like that. DBSP. No. No, no, no. <laughs> that don't sound That, that sounds weird. <laughs> sounds weird. Again, like I tell you guys all the time, man, it takes me back to my radio days at Sirius XM. This feels good. You guys don't get to see me, and I get to talk boxing. That's right. That's right. Would you like to introduce yourself? They they might forgot. Well, listen, in case, in case you've been on the rock, uh, I go by the name of Ak. And I am Barack, the boxing bully. Yes. Formerly the sweet scientist, formerly the hype man, formerly oh, the Ak and Barack show. <laughs> formerly the Ak and Barack show. <laughs> for, for you, for, for the loyal listeners out there that know, uh, you know, Ak and Barack from way back. When we were the hype men on Surrex section. <laughs> Whoa, what a name. What a name. That wasn't no, our fault, folks. No, we had but, nothing to do with that. No, nothing. But we let them do it to us. Worst name in history, you know. We yeah. were excited. We were on national radio, man. We just said, okay, hype men it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, listen. Shout out, shout out to Steve Cohen for that whack name. Thank you. <laughs> listen, uh, the, he goes by the name of Africa. It's one of his nicknames. Mm-hmm. His name is Richardson Hitchens. Phenomenal performance in Cleveland. We were in attendance. He showed everybody in the building. He was the superior boxer that night. And we got a chance to chop it up with him. Take a listen. Friends of the Rome, fresh off of a win. We were there in Cleveland. We watched it, Mr. Richardson Hitchens. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Welcome right back to the show. Uh, look, first off, uh, we all know that you were with a new promotional company fighting on a new network. So there had to be some added pressure in your own head outside of your team management trainers in your own head. You said, I got to show these people like what I'm really about. Uh, did you feel different on Saturday night that, you know, more different than you felt in any other fight in terms of pressure, improving yourself? Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of felt like a little funny when we was on a press conference stage and, and like Eddie Hearn, um, had like introduced Montana to the media. I know he was promoting, but he was basically saying like he felt like Montana Love was a guy that can win belts at 140 and do big things. And I'm in my head like, what? Like, I'm that guy. Like, I'm the, the one type. So I was like, all right, like he really don't know what he have. So like I just my my point was just to prove like like I said like to the world like I'm one of them stars like like all these guys that's on this network, Virgil Ortiz, Ryan Garcia's, Devin Haney's. I feel like I'm on that caliber. So I just wanted to go out there and just try to make a statement. Statement made, brother. You got your Alamo out of there. That was an impressive, impressive performance. You barely got touched. Um, yeah, so you put the whole um, you put the whole division on notice. Alamo was a tough enough guy. But I want to know something. We know that you're close with Javante Davis, but he's probably going to be fighting Ryan at 140. Maybe. We don't know yet. Would you... Think about fighting Javante ever or not? Um, that's not nowhere near my mind. Like that's like, like somebody that's like very close to me. So 
like the boxing game is like like you know that's like a this is our life and this is a, a hurt business. So I don't want to think about like me fighting like my friends. But if me and Javon, me and Javon was ever supposed to fight, it would have to be like for like something huge, a lot of money. Yeah. So I I don't really like you know I don't like when it comes like, it, it's because like, I have like friends in boxing I'm really close with like Shakur like guys that's like yep. near my weight, but mm -hmm. it's like. I don't like really want to speak on that because it's like, you know, that's not in my mind. Got it. That's cool. Now let me ask you a question. Just for those that didn't know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure you you uh maybe had interviews after the press conference, but you know, we just touched down in Cleveland on Friday, and I really didn't know what was said. All I know is you and you and Montana Love got into it on the press conference. What was it that he tried to whisper in your ear, and why was your reaction like that? No, because I kind of see him walk like he walked into the uh into the event and when he walked in, he say, what's up? But I hear him like, I could hear him and I could like see him through my peripheral, but I'm not paying no mind. He say, what's up? As if he's greeting everybody. And he like, yeah, what's up? And he comes in my ear like, what's what, what's like, what you was talking about? So I got up like. Oh, that's what he, so it wasn't a friendly whisper. He was, no, it was saying like, it was something like, negative. Yeah, like, what's up? Like, what's that? Like, what you was talking about? Like, was you was talking or something? Like, as if he was going to do something, but like, I'm a fighter and I know like, I know when somebody's like really like that, somebody's really tough. He don't strike me as a guy that's like a tough guy. Like, so it's like you trying to basically now I feel like you thinking I'm soft. So it's like I got well, what were you talking about? What what was he referring to? What did you he was say? Talking about, he was talking about just us going back and forth on the internet over the years. Okay. So it's like he's basically he feel leverage because I'm in his city, you know, like right, I'm in his right. city. He's mm -hmm. just talking and telling me like telling me so he just basically tried to press up on me. So I got up like, yo, you're not cool, don't come in my head and started, you know. We started going back and forth or whatever. Gotcha. All right. So the main reason why we got you here today is because, you know, you've seen what happened in Montana Love's fight. He got disqualified. He threw Spark over the top rope. Ref wasn't having it. What do you think? A lot of people are saying different things online. I want to know your assessment of that. Um, My assessment of it, I think that, uh, I, I, I honestly, like I said in a press conference, me and Montana Love, we could fight if he get past his test. I don't, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't sure if he could get past Starks because I know Starks is a puncher and I know Montana been hurt numerous times. This is somebody that they, he's have, he had, have had draws. He have had been hurt numerous times. He's, I see, so I knew like it was a possible he could lose. I, me personally as a fighter, I think that Montana was trying to find a way to check out from the, his um conversation with the doctor when he was like, damn, like this cut is bad and damn, I can't see, I can't see, but I can rumble though. Like, He's saying little stuff as if like he's trying to check out because a fighter, you're not gonna let nobody know, like a doctor that can stop your fight and take, you know, like just stop the whole fight. You're not gonna tell him, oh, I can't see you, I'm hurt, hurt or whatever. So it, he, he just gave me like he he have quit in him. And he was saying Steve Sparks have quit, but I feel like he mentally checked out. Oh wow. So you think so, that's so, what he you think he threw him over the rope to try and get disqualified? Nah, I didn't think he tried to okay. get disqualified. I think I right. think it was just like a I think he was just like being rough, like he just he was just letting him know, like you not little boy me. He just kind of like just got rough. So, back so do you think was, the ref made the wrong decision in disqualifying him? You think that was unintentional? I just yeah, I felt like I think it was a wrong decision because it's a fight at the end of the day, and right. but it, then again, it's like Steve, like Montana was like aggressive, like to where it's like he's really like he's trying to throw the guy, but it's a fight. So I know like as a fight, emotions come over, and it's like you trying to hurt me, so. It's a fight at the end of the day, but so I can't really speak on the on the rules of the referee. The, the only reason why I say I, I, 
I see. I understand that the referee can make that decision. He could have also taken two points. I just figured right. that if the guy is not hurt, if the boxer is not hurt, and he wants to continue, then let it continue. Take away right. a couple of points, though. You know, be hard on the guy that did it, but let it continue, you know? Yeah, I think he should have got fined or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think the fight should have been stopped uh, or or whatever. I think they still should have gave Montana a fighting chance. It wasn't cool, like, how his O was just taken away. Just It's a fight at the end of the day. Like, I know if a man's trying to hurt me, I'm going to do whatever to try to hurt him. So right, deep inside, uh, were you a little sad or mad? Were you like, damn, man, I just messed up my opportunity? Possibly. I mean, I like, because in my mind, it was like, I know me and Montana would be a big fight, but mm -hmm. I, in my mind, I look at it like uh, he's not a strong, like a strong competitor at the division. Like he's not somebody that's like, I look at him like, damn, he's no, like he's not going to lose unless he gets to this level. Like I see him hurt and he has have had blemishes coming up on in a lower level. Like somebody like me never really show any weakness, no blemishes. Most people could say about me is like, oh, he's not a big puncher. They can't say that I don't have a chin. They can't say I've been hurt or I I don't got good defense. So it's right. like I've seen holes in his game already from on the come up. Uh, speaking of your game, right, I, I want to get into this because I got a couple questions about Matt Trum and you talking to Eddie after the fight. But first I want to know, go into the fight, watching it, right, from a, I guess, uh, I don't know, analyst perspective. I felt like they, that in that fight against Alamo, you could have pressed the gas, you could have, put your foot on the gas a little early in that fight because you were complete control with the jab, meaning you had the right distance. So when you wanted to land big shots, you were in the right distance because you know how to use the jab. And he wasn't hitting you. To Barack's point, you weren't getting touched in that fight. I felt like, the you know, the as a fan, that you could have pressed the gas earlier. What was it in the ring that I can't see that kind of made you take your time and, and do it in the later rounds? To be honest, guys, my like my like maturation has grown as a fighter. Getting in that arena, like I haven't fought in the arena ever like that. But I fought like I fought in the Barkley, but it was like nobody in the in the, early like, in the, in the night, crowd. Right, yeah, early. Right. Yeah. So like now that I'm actually like a becoming an established professional and finding a crowd with a lot of eyes on me, mm -hmm. I like. It was kind of, I wasn't like, I'm not all the way comfortable yet. Like I'm to like give like that, like step on the gas excitement, like off or right. I can get this guy out of here. You just want to be smart. You want yeah, to be my, smart my, and not get caught. Yeah, the, the foundation, like my, my style is hitting, don't get hit. Like if I'm dominating, it's like, all right, I'm going to dominate this way. But now like me and my manager spoke, it was like, all right, like, you gotta know how to entertain and step, like especially with guys like step ten and step on the gas. So now, like I'm finding arenas and I know Oz is on me. Like that's like my maturation when I'm growing as a fighter. It was like, okay, you got this guy. Know how to step to this guy, go to his body, hit power shots together. Like I'm just, I'm just one of them guys always in my mind. Like I, right, I gotta, um, I gotta win. Kind of like when, like when I like talk to like like Shakur Stevenson, like he'd be like, yo, this like this fight, I gotta step to him. I gotta try to knock him out and now I'm understanding now because I'm getting to that level it's like okay you're fighting for the crowd kind of you know and that was mm -hmm. kind of something Andre Ward always tried to tell me coming up like as a like when we, I first came up he was like don't ever try to fight for the crowd like fight for yourself but it's like mm -hmm. it's kind of like you stuck between a, a rock and a hard place because you don't want them them harsh criticism like oh you could have got him out of here you could have done it off and then you don't want to get caught with a shot by a guy like Alamo in the conversation could have been like oh damn like so what happened? Like, how did you get caught right. by a shot like that? So, right, right, right. Yo, let me give you my opinion. I'm one of the few that was saying you did it right. You did it right. 
you took it when it was available. You still got them out there. I cannot be mad at you for not getting them out in the fourth round and, and you got them out in the ninth round. Like, I, I can't be mad at you for that. I say yeah. do what Andre Ward said. Andre Ward mm. retired rich and undefeated. He might not have yeah. made $100 million, you know, but he made yeah. millions, still got all his faculties, working now in the game, and he's one of the best ever. You know yeah, I, mean? I, don't, I, don't, I don't completely agree with, with that assessment. Um, and that doesn't mean that you need to go into every fight reckless trying to knock everybody out because Andre stopped guys late in his career as well in big fights. So, no, nah, I, I mean, I, I think that it is a, 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 a hard, between a rock and a hard place. It's, a, it's inside that ring, split-second decisions. It's hard. And it's not about pleasing the fans, but we also got to look at it as a business. So, Barack says... He's not well, mad. It's exactly not getting about them pleasing out. the fans. If it's right. a business, that, no, it's exactly it, it, about pleasing the fans. Right. So, so, so to some degree, I, I, I'll put it to you like this, uh, Africa. I know you went back and watched the fight, right? Yeah. And I know you saw how you dominated every round and watching his body language. Am, am I, is it fair to say that you looked at that fight and you said it to yourself? I could have got him out of there earlier. I, yeah, I said it tomorrow. I think I think I could have gotten there a little earlier. I think probably two rounds earlier, probably the six, six, seven round. I think I could have gotten out of there. I think that um, then again, it's like you got to give me credit because this guy never been stopped. They praising right. Lee Apparel overseas, and this guy fought to a split decision with an undefeated fighter. And you got a fighter like me that's going through trials and tribulations outside the ring. I'm barely fighting. I'm fighting once a year. I'm not Yo, getting no. Let, let me stop you. Let me stop you here. Cause th th I don't I don't feel right. I don't feel right you having to say all of this. Understand <laughs> something that we put pressure on fighters. And, and if they don't knock the guy out, fine. They put pressure on him. I'm not one of those guys, but I can still say fine. When Shakur Stevenson had a fight, he went 12 rounds. He 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 said he wasn't feeling his best. Fine. Bother him about it. But when the guy stops the guy, knocks the guy out. Don't bother him and say you could have got him out there earlier. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. accepting that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, me personally, uh, you know, I'm not saying that you didn't perform, uh, you know, like at a high level. Uh, you were the best fighter of the night. It showed, it was clear that you dominated, that you're an elite talent. And sometimes as, as a fan, I get frustrated, I guess, and it's, and, and me and Barack are not arguing about this. You stopped the guy. He couldn't come out. He couldn't continue because... You dominated him at a level that, you know, he never dealt with. What, what I was saying is looking at from the outside, maybe you're not seeing the ability that you have and that you can probably put your foot on the gas certain places and get more knockouts. And then eventually you won't be that guy that people would say, oh, he's not a puncher because obviously you can punch if you stop the guy that never been stopped before. We're looking forward to seeing you back in the ring for sure, man. Great performance. Congrats on that win. And I'll see you at the next The Zone one, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take it easy, bro. Barack, he wants all the smoke. I mean, he said if a big name is thrown at him, he's ready to go. Listen, did we not see a very technical and intelligent performance by Richardson? Look, I'll say this. Why didn't they just name him Richard? What, what the heck is this Richard's son? I, I, I have no clue. Now, his wanna, father's I'll... name better be Richard because he's Richard's son. I would love to meet and talk to his father, for sure. That's Listen, Barack, even though Alamo... I know he wasn't top-level opposition, but in terms of eyeball skill test, I have to say he's right up with up there with those guys like Devin Haney and Shakur in terms of skill-wise. You know, maybe not there yet because he hasn't had a chance to prove it against mm -hmm. elite-level talent, but he, right. showed, he showed a lot for sure. Another and you fighter, know what, though? Seriously? Yeah. 
Neither uh -huh. have they. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Neither well, have they. I, 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 I wouldn't say. You, you I, I wouldn't say. Not I wouldn't elite. Say, yeah, not well, elite I, because they're maybe elite. But maybe they didn't not fight elite. Each other. But you know guys, I mean? but guys like Shakur have beaten guys like Valdez, uh, champions like. Uh, I'm not like saying. Harry. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's one of the best fighters in the world. I'm just saying that very few fighters get to fight the elite, get to fight the guys that are just as great as them. That's all. Yeah, I'm I mean, saying. look, if you're great, right, and you and you're the guy that can't be beat, right? Mm -hmm. You 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 you're not going to fight a guy as great as you. He's probably going to be a little less greater than you. You know, a little less elite if you're going to beat the guy. So it doesn't mean you're not fighting top level guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't call anybody that Shakur has beaten yet elite yet. Even though he's beaten champions, he's he deserves to be where he's at. All right, but I, I think the elite would be a Javante Davis. But, but but obviously, I was just comparing his resume to to Richardson Hitchens. That's all. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, another guy that's elite talent. We can say he's elite. That's right, Dimitri. <laughs> before we got a chance to chop it up with him, but first we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Pay a couple of bills. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Fight Fans, joining us right now, friend to the room, one of the best fighters in the world, light heavyweight champ, Dimitri Vivol. What's up, champ? Welcome. Hey. Welcome to the show. Uh, seems like you keep proving to the world that you are elite and one of the best fighters in the world. Going into the Ramirez fight, Dimitri, everybody kept saying, this is going to be a good fight. This is going to be a competitive fight. Ramirez is big, tall, softball, skilled. Is he not as good as you expected because you made it look fairly easy? Uh, you know, uh, when I see something, uh, when people come to work in my house to do something and they do it easy you know they fix something but and then i try to do it <laughs> it's easy they just uh, pro they just professional you know that, that that's probably the best response i've ever heard when somebody tells a fighter you made it look easy so okay. let me rephrase that is did you uh did you expect Ramirez to be better than he was? No, I expect that he will be uh, he I expect that fight uh, like this, like like it went mm -hmm. the same fight. I didn't you see uh, oh. more Ramirez uh, uh, he, he did everything what what he can. He he threw a lot of body punches and uh, he tried to catch me 
on the on the body you know and it wasn't easy for me it looks easy uh, right but, that's what it was but uh, of course uh, I, I all fight i wasn't focused i tried to i was focused i tried to push him uh, every time you know and uh, i took a little bit pause in uh, around eight maybe i don't remember exactly inside of me it wasn't easy and uh, like this yeah. Right. See, that's the thing. You made it look easy. And but afterwards, when you did the interview, you expressed how hard it really was. But it didn't look that way to us. But anyway, I have two questions for you. Who hits yeah. harder, Canelo or Ramirez? And who's the better fighter? Uh, it's two different uh, fight. Fight was, uh, uh, to be honest, uh, I spent a lot of much more energy and much more focus I was in fight against Canelo because all fight I was in focus and thought uh, I have to work every round I have to win every round and I try to do it with Ramirez a uh, couple times I thought I, I I can make a pause and do it again uh, with, with Canelo all fight I wasn't and uh, about uh, power, of course, Canelo more powerful fighter. Wow. And Ramirez more. Yeah, Canelo has uh, he his punch more more harder than Ramirez. But Ramirez uh, used combinations. You know, he he threw three three punches and Canelo one or or two. Okay. And Canelo faster. Oh, right, have right. have you changed anything? in regards to your training regimen, right? Like throughout your career, are you the type of guy that goes to camp and always does do the same things to get prepared for a fight? Or do you change every time for each fighter? Uh, of course, a little bit change, a little bit. Really? Uh, I mean, a little bit, I mean, uh, we change the sparring partners. Of right, course, sparring partners. If right. I will, if, if I gonna fight against Ramirez, of course, uh, I took more sparring who who taller, right? Who taller? Who's uh, more yeah. uh, more southpaw? Southpaw, south yeah, right. So you just and, change that? Yeah, and some combinations and movements we little bit different. Yeah, mm -hmm. with the you have to move uh, on the right. left, the right. Uh, with the uh, orthodox, you have more right, move right. You mentioned you mentioned to Barack that for Canelo, you had to make sure that you won every round. You wanted to make sure that you did not, you know, uh, lose that decision. If you were to fight Berdabia, people say he's such a powerful puncher. Do you feel like you have to approach that fight the same way where you have to be careful every second in, in that entire fight? Yeah, with the fighters like uh, Better Beef, you have to be in focus every single uh, second uh, of the fight. Mm. Uh, every single. And uh, it's hard work to be focused uh, 36 minutes, you know? Yeah, you get tired. <laughs> yeah, you get tired. When you're focused, you, you spend more energy. But uh, he's a good fighter. Of course, you have to be ready for him. And you have to be ready to be in focus all fight okay you you said you said with us you said with other people that you really want to fight 
better be of next because that's more important for your legacy. So, but you also have Canelo there who wants to do the rematch as well. Which who makes that decision? Can you make that decision that I want to fight better be next no matter what? Or is it because because of the rematch clause? Who makes that decision who you fight next? Uh, of course, it's uh, it depends on promoters, uh, mine and the uh, guys uh, who's my opponent. And uh, I, I just want to say, I, I just can't say I want to fight this guy. And they they could listen to me or they could think about uh, business and make something. But of oh. course, for my legacy, it's better to fight for, uh, for another belt, for... I I made 10, 10 defense. Of course, I want more. <laughs> I wanna I wanna feel that uh, I fight for something else, not just for defense no. my title. Not, yeah. not for money. Right. But what about the rematch clause in the Canelo fight? What does what does it say? Like, do you have a deadline on when you have to make that fight, or is it just based on when Canelo wants it? Uh about rematch, of course, it's, it's good fight too. Of course, it's, it's great. No, but fight. I mean on the contract. On the contract, uh, what what uh, does it say? Do you have to fight by a certain date? I I I think uh, I think uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't not. I, I may not box now. I may no no box him now. You know because okay. he time for rematch. Got and, it. Up to you to, to choose. Yeah, it's 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 up to me to choose uh, w what I want. Uh, but uh, I have a contract with the uh, matchroom. Yeah, and yeah. They, yeah. They gotta help okay. you pick the fight. So, so yeah. let's say let's say you fight Better BF. I've always said for years that you're the best at 175, and you beat Better BF. What else is there? Were you gonna look for the new? guy coming up or what would you challenge yourself and move up or challenge yourself and move down what do you think you would want to prove after that yeah maybe maybe uh i will drink and forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> well well, people I mean, don't like, know you're a jokester. You know, people don't know that you you, you like this. <laughs> you don't seem like the type. I, I I I'm trying to imagine you big with a beer belly drinking. I, I don't think so. Not 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 anytime soon. <laughs> no. So, would you? Would if you wasn't boxing? Would you be somebody with a fat stomach and lazy? <laughs> no, of course not. I'm joking about it. <laughs> no, no. Don't say of course not because most boxers are, are fat <laughs> when they're not training. <laughs> when they when they retire. I, I, I think I will be fat too, you know. <laughs> I really love eating. You know? <laughs> yeah, but but Dimitri, what would you know that that brings me that brings another question in my mind. What what would Dimitri be doing in life if he wasn't a boxer? What else do you love to do? What do you love to do outside of boxing? Uh, uh, you know, I love sport. I love every sport. I love soccer. I love. Uh, uh, Every sport. I love tennis. If you, I love hockey. Everything I love. I love just competitions, you know. And uh, so, so, so you probably be playing in another sport. Yeah, I I think, but uh, I don't. I'm not sure that I will be. I will achieve something in another sport. <laughs> Got it. Because, uh, because it depends on on the place where you're living. 
you know in kyrgyzstan we don't have a uh, another sport which supported by wow. government and and wow. the box is not supported too because it's uh, not a rich country they they have a good wrestlers but nothing you know? So boxing, boxing is like a poor man's sport anyway, because, you know, even in this country, the best boxers come from poor neighborhoods because yeah. tennis is expensive. It costs a lot of money for tennis classes, you know, yeah. and, and to learn that. So yeah, maybe, maybe I will, maybe uh, I would work somewhere, just, just a driver or something else. <laughs> so your wife is right there. We're talking about poor man's sport. Do you think you would have that wife if you weren't rich? <laughs> he had me wet when he was poor. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> That's what he, you call a ride or die, Bivo. Found me, found me on the on the trash, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that's funny. So now that you, well, let's involve her one more question. When do you want Dimitri to retire? Because we know boxing is a dangerous sport. And, you know, it's not safe. You risk your life when you go in the ring every time. When, when does she want you to retire? When you want. Uh, hi, guys. I hey. don't know. It's up to him to decide. But if you if you can make the decision, right? Because I know when he fights, you get nervous. You're scared, right? What, what, if you can make the decision, when do you want him to retire? I think, oh, okay. um, I, you, you know, the main goal, he feels the satisfaction, you know, that he did everything he could mm. in boxing. Just mm. hope that oh, it will be oh, like no. in one, two years, okay. Okay. you know? Gotcha. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for helping out. Well, Bivol, you might wow. as well tell her now. So you got you two might years. As well tell her now that you're not retiring for some years. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Barack. He has two years to accomplish all his goals. All right. Two years. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but but for for one two years to make everything what I want inside of me, it, it will mm. be great. Mm. Yeah. Nice. nice. All right. So have you made the decision yet on? Or told Eddie Hearn and Matchroom, who do you want next? Because I know I heard that Beterbiev had a, you know, I know he's fighting Anthony Yard. That's coming up next. Canelo might be ready because he had a surgery in May. Or are you still just going to enjoy your win, relax for a couple of weeks, and then make that decision? Or have you made it yet? You know, guys, uh, every time when I thought about who will be my next opponent, I want to fight Zurda. It it was three years ago. Mm. I wanna fight. I wanna fight. Uh, can I choose another another option? No, mm. we can make with the uh, Lenin Castillo. Or do you wanna fight in England with the uh, Richards? Mm -hmm. Can I fight with another guy who's more stronger, who's more famous? No, we can make it against Richards in England. Okay, mm. I need a fight. I will fight. And I got, uh, got used to situations like this and right. uh, i just uh, i just can say to my promoter you can make me every fight which biggest you see right. better beef i'm ready against uh, canela i'm ready but i prefer if your promoter ever if your promoter ever came to you and said dimitri we got a big big money fight we're gonna make a lot of money it might not be what you want, but it's very lucrative. Jake Paul for exhibition. Would you ever fight a Jake Paul or somebody like that for money, big money? 
Yeah, I I hope they will say me big money fight with another boxer, not another. Not so I respect him. I, I, He's a I understand if you're scared of Jake Paul. I, I definitely understand. <laughs> Yeah, he's big, he's strong. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I'm scared of him. No, no. But, him, All right, so course, listen. Oh, go ahead. I respect him. Uh, mm -hmm. He was a blogger. He's he be, he became a boxer. He won some fights. It's good. He earned money. He he made the show. But it's not uh, it's not 100 sport. It's more 50-50 and show. You know. Right. And yeah. I want to be famous in the sport. I don't want to be famous because I talk uh, dirty stuff about someone. Yeah. I don't want to be famous because I beat some blogger or something else. Right. I want to be famous because I beat real good fighters. Yeah, boxers, no, we understand. You know, you know I'm you just know, kidding you, about that, though. <laughs> I, I, obviously, he knows that. That's why he was kidding as well. But you are what we want all boxers to be like, you know. But I want to know something. Who was the hardest puncher you ever faced? Oh, you know, one of the hardest puncher it was uh, uh, it was Pascal. Oh, oh. you know Jean. Yeah, Jean, Jean Pascal. He's not a hard punch. He he has a Canelo when yeah. when he beat. Mm. It's like heavy punch, you know, heavy. But uh, Pascal, it's heavy and sharp. Uh, mm -hmm. it, well, he has a heavy punch too. Obviously, we know what you want, right? Uh, on a serious note, are you more likely, if you beat Berdabiev, are you more likely to move up the cruiserweight or move down to super middleweight? What is more likely? More likely, of course, uh, I think move to super middleweight, but I don't want to keep myself on super No, but I mean, just for like one fight against Canelo for all of his belts. Yeah, it, it's a good idea too. It's a good idea too. But about loser weight, I'm not a big, you know. I had the breakfast before waiting. Wow. Uh, listen, Demetrius, whenever you choose an opponent, like, you know, we can't wait. Always good to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time, champ. And looking forward to seeing you in the ring again in 2023. Barack, I don't think I've ever, I've ever watched an interview with Bavo be that funny. I mean, he's always funny, but. He's a real funny guy, man. Was, that was fun. You, you know, I, I think that was like a a, a low-key pat on your back. Patting yourself <laughs> on your own back. I, I, I guess you could say that. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it was a fun interview. You don't you don't see him joking around like that, but we know him outside of this. So yeah. we already know that he's a jokester. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just that the world didn't know that. And he finally showed it in an interview. You know, it yeah. just so happened to be with us or whatever. And I hope people <laughs> Well, I think you're patting yourself on the back too. No, I just said it just so happens to be with us. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think it's like this. You know how we knew who the, that side of Canelo that everybody is seeing now already? Right, right. We knew that side already. We knew he spoke English long time ago. He spoke right. English to me all the time. You right. know what I mean? So now the world is just seeing it because he's becoming more comfortable in showing it. So no I think maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's becoming more comfortable and he'll do that on other platforms too. I'm glad because people can see, you know, his personality. It's a great yes. thing for boxing. You know, you know, it, it, the the story, as as good as a fighter as you are, you know, people got to, you got to be likable and it makes you more popular. You make more money. 
All right, listen, here's a guy that's super popular. It's because of his style in the ring. He Mm -hmm. goes to fight every second of every round. I'm talking about Mr. Jaime Munguia. I know sometimes in this sport, Barack, you're not in complete control on who you fight, on what fights are presented to you, what opportunities you have, you know, as a young upcoming champion. I don't want to place the blame on Jaime Munguia for this one. And yes, we'll break down the fight against the Argentina who's 21 and five, but it dawned on me. When Jaime Munguia became known to the world, when he his breakout fight, so to speak, was beating Saddam Ali after Ali recently had beaten the great Miguel Cotto, past his prime, nevertheless became world champion. And Jaime Munguia pretty much steamrolled Saddam Ali. He's fought 11 times since then. And credit to all the guys he's faced, but biggest name on, on that list, biggest two names is Gabriel Rosado and Liam Smith. Barack, uh, so it starts to kick in now. Is it Oscar De La Hoya? Is it Golden Boy Promotion? Is it the guys that he wants to face and are not accepting the fights? At some point, we have to start looking at this and say, all right, when will we see Jaime Munguia, an elite talent against another elite talent. I know he's wanted to face guys. Why isn't it happening? That's what I need to know. And this is no disrespect to his opponent. Yeah, def- well, sort of, sort of disrespecting his opponent. But I guess you're calling it what it is. You know, he's not an opponent that a 40 and 0 fighter should be fighting, who's never fought for a, a title in this particular division. Um, I think, I think. There was a time when Jaime Munguia was really, really on a nice streak, you know, and that's when you're talking about the time when he fought Liam Smith, your time when he fought um, Saddam Ali, he was 28 and 0 back then. That's when we expected him to fight somebody better and better and better. Now understand something. You say that we can't blame the fighter, but, but damn, we had 40 and 0 now. 40 and 0 and you don't have some say and who you're fighting? Are you forty saying and zero, and you can't demand forty and zero, and you can't demand? I want to fight Demetrius Andre. I want to fight Jamal Charlo. You've been in this weight division for a while now. You, sh- I want to fight Triple G, especially Demetrius Andre and Triple G. You know, they all fight on the zone. I don't know why those fights couldn't be made. If you want to be comfortable fighting all of these other fighters and not fighting the champions. I don't see what that's going to do for your legacy. I like him as a fighter. I think he's a very, very tough fighter. Liam Smith yes. was an incredible win. You know, he shows that he can box a little bit, but he he can take shots and stop you. Yeah. And uh, when are and, we? And again, see I don't know. I, I don't know who to direct this energy towards, Barack. I'm just putting it out there in the air. Uh, we feel like you're a great talent, an exciting fighter for the fight fans to watch. It's starting to get to the point where we look at you now. When is it going to happen? And maybe we'll get Oscar De La Hoya on the show and talk to him about it. Maybe there's something that we don't know. Maybe it's management. Maybe it's the, uh, maybe it really is the other guys that don't want to fight him. But I need answers. That's all I'm saying. But nevertheless, he's going to be fighting against Correa. That's right. Gonzalo Correa uh, from Argentina this Saturday. I got him winning the fight. <laughs> you know why you got him winning the fight? Because you didn't find no tape on his opponent. <laughs> and, and that's it. 
All right, listen, moving on. Let's talk about Regis Pro Gray. Look, one of the best 140-pounders in the division. His only loss was against the formerly undisputed uh, junior welterweight champion in Josh Taylor. But, and that was a close fight in itself. He's going to be fighting a, a tough competitor in Floyd Mayweather's words, Jose Cepeda, who, Barack, I mean, we all saw what he was able to do with the young talent, Josue Vargas. This guy was also in, in other competitive fights against Baron Check. Cepeda can fight. He's skilled. He's tricky. He's crafty. Will he be too much for Regis Prograde? No. The other way around. Regis Prograde will be too much for Cepeda. It's a competitive fight. It's a good fight. A credible fight. I like the fight, but no way does Cepeda beat Regis Prograde. Sorry. Barack, the year is winding down. I mean, this is a nice weekend of fights. I'm excited. It is. It is. And, and then we got, like, closing out December, we got the the mega, mega fight, Tyson Fury and Chisora. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but at I'm, the end I'm of the day, more it is Chocolatito a, Estrada trilogy. You, you know what I do want to see? Oh, yeah, that that's the banger. That's, oh, that's, Terrence that Crawford? the whole year. Terrence no, no. Crawford, Avenition? Come on, don't forget about... TV. No, no, no. I know, but I'm just saying I'm kind of interested. I'm not going to lie. I make fun of Tyson Fury versus Chisora, but I, they're both real fighters. Chisora gives it all in the ring, but I'm interested to see if Tyson Fury can knock Chisora out. That's what I'm I'm not lying. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I believe. I'm not I joking. Believe. I really am interested in that. Well, those fights aren't, aren't here yet, but there are a lot of other fights this weekend, so enjoy. That's our show for today. Peace and love. Stay safe. We're out of here.